You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with the Reverend Trudy Daly. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Hi, my name's Diane Sicala. And I wrote the book, His Body and His Blood. And I wrote it about 10 years ago. And I'm only going to pull out some highlights of the book because there's no way I can share it all. Um, You have to read it in order to get um, the fullness of it. But we learn about communion. That's what it's about, communion. And we learn about it through our parents and through our churches, through tradition of man. But Jesus himself talks a lot about it in chapter 6 of the book of John. I think Adam and Eve, uh, when I think about it, how quickly they were twisted into thinking differently than what God directly told them. Did God really say that? I heard it over the years from Christians about communion. Did God really say that? That's not what Jesus said. Communion just represents the body and blood. It's just a symbol. Using belittling words like just and it's only, that's belittling the body and blood of Christ. Sounds like the devil to me. Guess what? It's way more than we ever dreamed. And we'll try to dig into the word and, and see that. But what does Jesus say about his word? Because that's what we're going to be looking at is his words. We're going to look at uh, some scriptures. Matthew twenty four thirty five, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never disappear. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Isaiah 40, verse 8. Proverbs 20 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, standing firm and unchangeable. That's Psalm 119, verse 89, classic Amplified Bible. Times and customs change, as we can see in our world. It's not always for the good. But we must never stop believing in the word of God. It never changes. It always stays is everlasting truth. We see in Bible civilizations fell when kings and peoples forgot the word of God. Our country and world is crumbling because... We've turned from the truth. What is truth? We always must look at the word for what truth is. I'm just going to try to establish that the word of God can be trusted. 
but the teaching on communion has been mysteriously hidden from many. And I, but I do see more and more eyes are being opened, and it's right there in Gospel of John, in Jesus' own words. Let's look um, at the beginning in John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. John 1.14, King James Version, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory, His glory. I feel God first wants me to establish that He became flesh. The Word became flesh and blood, and Jesus Himself commanded us to eat and drink of it, and Jesus is divine. I'm finding that many people don't realize he was God and man, God in the flesh. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world, John 6.33. They said, give us this bread every day. Wow, do we cry out for him every day? We should. Notice how the manna foretold Jesus' coming to feed men and to feed him them every day. Manna was physical bread that sustained them only for one day at a time. Jesus is our daily provision. In John 6.35, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you've seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. This is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of those he has given me, but that I should raise them up on the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. They murmured and they complained about what Jesus said. But he repeated it again in verse 41. I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say I came down from heaven? Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness 
but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and this bread which I give for the world and offer for the world may live is my flesh. John 6, 47. There is that word flesh. As we saw in the beginning of the Gospel of John, where John said Jesus is flesh, it says that Jesus, the word flesh, gives us life and gives us light. John said the word, which is Jesus, became flesh and made his home among us. And now Jesus is saying he makes his home inside of us when we eat his flesh. We live and have life in us. John 6, 52 says, The people began arguing with each other about what he meant. That is no different from today. People are still murmuring about what this means. But they asked, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? You may have found yourself asking that question yourself. But it's Jesus' own words. It seems many twist his words to fit into something they can understand and accept. That's what people do about all different uh, things in this world. Morality, they twist it to fit what they can accept and understand. That is being done a lot. And I have talked about that in my teaching on deception. It is unfolding big time these days. They were not seeing Jesus as Messiah, the Savior of the world. They had just been fed when Jesus fed the 5,000. They had just been fed supernaturally. That obviously did not strengthen their faith. Jesus said a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. They only saw him as Jesus, son of Mary and Joseph. But he was and is so much more. Even today, many believe that he was merely a good man or prophet. Well, if he was really, if they believed he was a prophet, then why don't they believe the prophet's words? In the next verse, John 6.53, notice each verse goes deeper and deeper. If you can't swallow his first statement, you'll never believe the deeper truths. Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In that same way, anyone who feeds on me, feeds on me, will live 
because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate manna, but will live forever. This is about as plain as it can get. Let's first establish that Jesus keeps repeating himself in different ways to be understood. Then he is not vague, but goes in for the hard truth of what he has been trying to say to them. We all know a good teacher repeats himself to get his point across, to to be understood and not forgotten, to get it into our hearts and get it into our minds. Here Jesus uses different ways to say the same message. And he makes it so clear that there's no possible way to think he's saying anything other than the truth of what he's saying. It's undeniable. He is saying that his body and blood have life properties. Not just life, but eternal life and light. Not just light, but light that extinguishes darkness. And we know he means spiritual darkness and spiritual light. Let's get this straight. If we eat his, the body and blood of Jesus, we have eternal life. And any spiritual darkness in us is made into light. This is a very strong statement. He is saying our salvation depends on it. Do we see it is as important as that? Is this as strong as you must be born again? Let's go back a bit and look at John 3.3. 3. Most certainly, I say to you, unless someone would have been born out of water and spirit, he is not able to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus is saying by eating his body and drinking his blood, we have eternal life within us. And we are born again. When we're born again, we can enter the kingdom of God. Interesting. We know that those who are born again see the kingdom of God manifested in their lives, our lives, right here on earth, right now. At least we should. We don't have to wait until after we die and go to heaven, but we can experience the richness of God and his kingdom of heaven right here on earth. And we have access to heaven. We see it in those in in the Bible. They experienced heaven on earth. And so did the saints of old and also many of the saints today. Dear listeners, Thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.